Welcome to Climbing the Pockets Mock Draft Mondays. Who will the Vikings pick and who's your favorite choice? Hey everybody, it's Dave here. Guess what? It's Mock Draft Mondays. And I've got the one, the only Tyler Fornis, the real Forno with me tonight as we do our third no, this is actually our fourth, third live mock draft. How you doing tonight, Tyler? You know, it's been a really good day so far. Dave got got my hair cut for the first time since July. <laughs> got some sushi. And I have been spending the rest of my day watching tape, and I am excited to talk some football. Cool. Well, so am I. Shall we get this thing started? Let's get it rocking and rolling. I am I'm really excited, and today I think we should try and do a little bit uh, different. I think, Dave, we should try and do this mock draft from the scope of what you and I would do to fix this football team. Okay, sounds good. How many rounds? Four rounds. Four is going to kind of be that sweet spot. We're going to get a lot of content. We're going to be able to talk about uh, a lot of different selections, and we're not going to be able to really overexpose ourselves with prospects that we really don't know very well at this point. This is wonderful. There we go. It's got to drop. Okay, four. Here we go. TDN's predictive big board? Yes, sir. And let's start. Hey there, Anthony. How you doing? <laughs> Poverty franchise. No, Anthony, I think you're thinking of the Lions. The Lions uh, are the poverty franchise of the NFL. Ah. Yeah. Uh, We've got a whole bunch coming in. Hey, what's up, Devin? Anthony's Devin, obviously a Packers fan. And uh, you, as you guys, <laughs> Anthony, you know they got they lost yesterday. Uh, and you might lose your quarterback. But we'll see. We've got All our right. first trade. Draft was paused. Hmm. So it looks, it looks like you got a just a... Restart the draft and we should be good. Yeah, start the draft. We got people going off the board. Trevor Lawrence went down that far. Wow. Yeah, so one of the tough parts with the with the simulator like this, Dave, is you're gonna hit, it's all based on algorithms. You're gonna have like this guy is gonna be slotted here, but that doesn't mean in every single simulation he's gonna go where we know uh, outside of a like, some kind of like medical issue uh-huh. or legal issue that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick. So the algorithm uh, doesn't necessarily jive at any time. So, okay, our first trade offer, uh, the Titans offering their round one, the 22nd pick, this year, their third round choice at 85, and a sixth round choice for this pick. <clears throat> okay, what are the other offers we're looking at? We can't go back and forth on this. Here we go. There we go. First one, the Raiders, their pick at 17 plus a fourth. At 121. Okay. That's only a three drop back and pick up a fourth. Yeah. And then we got another one, it looks like. 
Yes, we do. And this one we have from the Ravens. They're first at 27, they're fourth, they're sixth, and a second in 2022. So I think we can look at this from two scopes. Uh, one, is there really a player on the board that we really like? Kind of based on what it, how the board was shaping out as it, as it was rolling, I didn't really notice that there's anybody like, I desperately need this guy. And considering mm-hmm. where the Vikings' needs are right now, 14 doesn't really feel like a sweet spot for them. And it, I guess the big question is, do you want a three and a six this year or a four and a six this year and a two next year? Now that two, the uh, Vikings have really hit gold in the second round. Eric uh-huh. Hendricks, Brian O'Neill, Dalvin Cook, Ezra Cleveland. They, they've done right. real damage in round two. So uh, I want to hear what you're thinking, Dave. Kind of, what are well, you looking at with these trades? Do you – Dropping 13 spots is a lot Mm -hmm. for where we know we need help. Um, None of them brought us a second. Uh, The Raiders was only three picks in the fourth. The Titans was, do my math real quick, six picks and a third and a sixth. This one gives you a fourth and a sixth. Six and, and a, a second next year. I think that's too hard to pass up. Those second round picks are well, and I'm, valuable. And I'm agreeing with you. And if we go, like for me, the big round bellies first, um, both offensive defensive line, it would be awful hard not to see quality guys at 27 mm-hmm. that haven't already been – Taken off the board already, so you want? Let's go with accept this, and then Rick Spielman's happy. It. He's got another pick for next year. Team trade down. Uh, we've got uh, Packers fan Anthony and Eric going at it in the remarks. Uh, Clifford's joined us. We've got another trade offer. Now that we're at the pick, let's see. Broncos offering. Their second, number 41, fourth, and a seventh for our, our this pick. I'm going to say no, unless we're going into the 20 picks this draft mode. Um, Chargers, the 45th pick, and a third. This one, I'm, I'm, I'm out on this one, too. That's just, you're just moving too far down. And the Eagles... They're second, and then two-fifths. Yeah, that's not good enough either. Okay. Decline, decline, decline. All right. We're on the board. All right, so let's take a look at the available players right now. Let's kind of see what we're looking at. So, uh, Elijah Perry Tucker, uh, offensive lineman USC, uh, was a guard his first few years, and then – uh, this past season ended up playing left tackle and did a very good job. So he has that kind of positional flexibility that you're looking for. I know a guy that you're uh, you liked a lot when we picked him in our first mock draft. Mm-hmm. Gregory Rousseau is still on the board. Alex Leatherwood is a guy that I think is going to have that kind of positional flexibility as well. He's the left tackle right now at Alabama, but he's not phenomenal in kind of short spaces. Not a, not a great mover. Um, so I think if you're taking him. 
for what the Vikings want to do, you're probably going to want to play him at guard. Uh, right. Terrace Marshall Jr. is on my list of players to watch tonight and tomorrow. I'm really excited to kind of see uh, what hit a lot of what his game is all about. He is a bigger body receiver. I think the Packers are really going to fall in love with Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, he kind of fits everything that they want from a wide receiver. But one guy that I'm looking at, I, I really like the idea of Kadarius Tony right now. Uh, Tony, that kind of he's going to provide, and it feels a little lazy just because they did the same exact thing at the University of Florida. But Kadarius Tony is going to provide that spark that Percy Harvin did in 2009. Those the kind of gadgety type plays, the return game, and he's a much more physical player than Percy Harvin was. I think that would be fun to go with. Um, Otherwise, Gregory Rousseau is going to fit a lot of the um, size and athletic uh, traits that the Vikings will look for in an edge. I know Devin said Aziz Ojolari. Ojolari is 6'3", 240. He's, he's not going to be like that five or six technique that Everson Griffin was, right. which is the prototype for what Mike Zimmer wants in his defensive ends. He wants yeah. guys who are 4'3", guys who will play the run and rush the passer. So Yeah, but could he move to three? Oh Three no, technique. he's six three two forty. Okay. He is. He is. Uh, Dave kind of think Pittsburgh Steelers edge rusher guy standing up, rushing off the edge. Uh, that's that's what he is, and he's really good at it. Uh, <laughs> one name to keep an eye on. Uh, I, I we're not going to take him here. Jalen Phillips, edge out of Miami. Uh huh. Jalen Phillips is a dude. He's like six five two sixty, and he has. He has a lot of pass rush moves. He has incredible athleticism and strength. His biggest issue, though, right now, he only has one year of production, and he has a lot of injury history after transfer when he was at UCLA before he transferred to Miami. Um, so so there's, there's a lot of interesting options here. Where would you go? Where would I go? It's tough. I I think. We've I done do Rousseau like before, so let's skip Rousseau. All right, so if we're going to skip Rousseau, I think the guy that I'm going to want to go with is I'm going to want to go with the weapon. I'm going to want to go Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. Um, if we're if we weren't skipping Rousseau, I think we we would take Gregory Rousseau, Rousseau ten times out of ten, just because of how it how insanely off the charts uh, his athleticism is. 15 and a half sacks as a, as a redshirt freshman in 2019. Obviously, he opted out before the 2020 season. And is he doesn't have a pass rush plan. He, right. He doesn't have any uh, good hand usage. He just wins. He just goes. He practices, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Uh, but, yeah, I think if, if we're not taking Rousseau, then we, I think we should go Kadarius Tony. Well, if, we we're, can kinda... if we're fixing things <sighs> – we need an edge. Um, we do. And he, he is the best one on the board, and it's not even close. Is Tony, though, the best wide receiver? And, uh, you know, um, how the Vikings going to look going wide receiver in the first round? We all want that three deep. But do they have the cojones to go wide receiver in the first round? Oh, no, they absolutely don't. They don't have the cojones to go uh, wide receiver again. Uh, but it would be good. Like, just look at what the Chiefs are doing right now. They've mm-hmm. got Patrick Mahomes and five backup offensive linemen 
they paid all their money to Travis Kelsey and to Tyreek Hill. And those guys stepped up yesterday. Absolutely. You know, you just need capable offensive linemen above replacement level. So you replace guys like Dakota Dozier with Mm -hmm. average players, and you're going to be just fine. Um, I'll let you make the pick, Dave, but I think we're going to be sitting good if we go Rousseau, if we go go Tony. All right. And which is a better value in this draft than we got him in that first one. Yes, uh, much better value. Um, I keep seeing a lot of people talking about Gregory Rousseau as Mm -hmm. potentially being a a player that could go like top 10. Um, It's, it's incredible what, uh, uh, what Rousseau has as far as potential, but he does need a lot of work, especially with how he uses his hands. Clifford asked a good question. Do they have the coaching to use a wide receiver, a number three wide receiver? And that is a good question. And we've got a trade offer. Our uh, 2020 from, ooh, from hopefully the Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offering their second Number 63 for our third and fourth, one of our fourths. Okay, so with the trade we made earlier, we got a four and a six this year and a two next year. Uh So essentially, we would be moving down 13 spots and giving up 78 to get a second round pick this year and next year. Like, in a general scheme of things, I think that's good, but I would probably not make this trade because I don't think there's anybody on the board that I'm desperately in need of. And I think you're only making that trade if you'd be like, that's the guy who's going to get us over the hump. Right now, there's a lot of talent and kind of that, that day two range, there's going to be a glut of it. A lot of guys who aren't necessarily going to be tenfold better. Mm-hmm. So I would want to hold. Okay. Interesting. Now, does Spielman, though, do they want to make that splash of moving back up in? I think if you're going to make that splash, you're going to make it on day one, and you're going to go into the top ten and get a guy. You're going to get Caleb Farley. You're going to get a quarterback. You're going to get uh, Quiddy Pay. I, I just don't see them being that team that's going to make that move on day two. Okay. Well, then let's decline this. And we get a trade offer. A third, <laughs> again from Tampa. Their third, their fourth, and their fifth for our third and our fourth. I'm going to say no to this. I think we're giving up too much draft capital for what yeah. we're going to be receiving in return. I agree. Okay, it's our pick. Here's who we have on the board. Ooh, we have some safeties. And we know we probably will need a safety, depending Mm -hmm. on free agency. Who knows? The Vikings may get sign Harris again. Mm -hmm. We have Darius Stills, interior defensive line. We have Walker Little, who I'm sure is not little. An offensive tackle, Quincy Roach, Tyler Shelvin, 
Victor Jamuki J, something like that, Richard LeCount, mm-hmm. and a Cristo, more safety, 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 safeties, interior defensive line, our first running back, not that I want to take a running back here, Packard mm-hmm. Jones at edge, Diami Brown, wide receiver, more edge, more wide receivers, more anybody you see. All right, so uh, right now I would I'm going to eliminate Walker Little right off the bat. I just don't okay. think that he's he's a good football player. Uh, he was one of those guys that was projected like, hey, this guy could be a round one tackle, and then he he got hurt and just kind of stunk. So I'm going to completely ignore Walker Little's on the board right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jerome, you were right. The Vikings should really look at trading down to get some more additional picks, and we really did that. We we got the fourth and sixth and a second next year, which that next year, considering what this team has as far as a salary cap situation, having that at second is going to be really, really valuable. So right now, Javon Holland, Richie Grant, a couple of really good safeties, and then there's even more uh, right behind him. Tyler Shelvin is the guy that I think we can look at as, as an interior guy. Um, I'm not entirely sure, uh, having not watched him yet, I'm not sure if he's going to fit more of that uh, three technique or a nose tackle role, if he's going to be more, a little bit of a tweener. Um, Richard LeCount, the second, we took him uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, After kind of looking at him and talking with uh, one of my guys, uh, he told me that LeCount is probably the worst tackling safety he's ever seen. So uh, I don't think Zimmer's going to be a big fan of that. Uh, right. So uh, Devin makes a good point. Uh, Cisco is a ball hawking safety, and I think the Vikings could use that. I don't think that's going to be a priority for Mike Zimmer. Zimmer's never prioritized turnovers. Right. He's prioritized making smart plays. Yes, denying and the ball. Absolutely. Deny the ball. Don't catch it. To him, they're the, they're the same thing. It's just not a priority for him. Um, I think that yeah, kind of looking at this, um, I think Javon Holland would be a really good option because he's he's more of a nickel safety. He's going to play a lot in the slot. He's going to be able to cover tight ends. He's going to be able to cover wide receivers. And then he can play a little bit of that deep half as well. So I, I would lean towards Javon Holland from Oregon okay. as the next uh, pick for the Vikings. There we go. So, so far we have addressed safety, and a little bit of corner, I guess you could say, in Holland. And then we've also uh, addressed the edge position with Gregory Rousseau. Mm-hmm. Eric, uh, we did make the move from 14 to 27. We got a second, but it's for next year. Uh, obviously, that's not the perfect scenario. But we, since we got a second next year, I really like kind of where that puts us. Okay, we've got, we're back on the board. More safeties, interior D-line, wide receivers, edge. All right, right. there's one guy I want to talk about, and he is probably my favorite prospect in this draft. Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Oh, boy. Dave, this kid has the juice. He is incredible. So Western Michigan doesn't get a lot of hype, obviously, because they play in the MAC. P.J. Fleck was coaching there and they had that undefeated season and Corey Davis went fifth overall to the Titans. I think Eskridge is a better player. He's got legit four, three, five speed. 
Uh, he made Bruce Feldman's freakless list at five nine one ninety. He's benching three fifty and squatting five oh five. How tall is he? Five nine. All right, we'll go with him. Um, uh, he's he's a crisp route runner. He's incredibly explosive in the open field, and he he can catch the ball in contested catch situations. How about putt and kick return at that size? Yes. Yes. He's going to be a very versatile piece. He's uh, uh, reading uh, our guy Jordan Reed's scouting report, te- kind of comparing notes and seeing what how other guys are viewing him too. He kind of had a, a great description of how uh, his potential moving forward is going to be. He is he's a number three receiver that could be a developmental number two down the line. And yet he's, he's somebody that you can utilize in the return game, which was incredibly awful for us. And now you have that number three wide receiver, and you can get creative in how you get him the football. And he sounds so like a guy that you could run sweeps and all sorts mm-hmm. of wildcat type you know, weird stuff out of the backfield. Absolutely. And I think you can utilize him similar to how the Chiefs utilize Tyreek Hill, those kind of creative ways to just get the ball in his hands. Now, he's not Tyreek Hill, and it's unfair to put that kind of expectation on any player. <laughs> but the way you see the creativity, the way you see them, the Chiefs just trying to get him the ball in creative ways, I think you can do similar things with Eskridge and be successful. Good. Well, we got him. Now we're up. We got a trade. Buffalo wants to give us their third rounder for our fifth and fourth. Fourth next year. Fifth this year. Fourth next year. So giving up picks in future years is not something that this team likes to do, nor is it something that I like to do, unless you're going up and getting that guy, like the quarterback. Um, So I'm going to say no. Okay. We decline. All right. We're uh, back on, well, not back on the board yet. We get another trade offer. This one from the Chargers. They want our. They want to give us their third and their sixth for our fourth. One of our fourths. Is, is there another pick included with that, Dave? Let's see. Let's scroll it down. It feels like they're... Yeah, two-fourths for a third and a six. No. I'm going to say no. Because yeah. the the uh-huh. two players you're going to get in Those the fourth... Those guys are going to value more. Too similar to what you're going to get in round three. Yep. If it was just one of our fourths, I would have said yes. Oh, yeah. And here we go. They want a, they want to give us their 109 fourth to move up nine spots for our fourth at 118 and one of our seventh round picks. That 238. That's currency wise, that's actually a pretty, pretty good deal just because. Like picks that late in the draft, they're nice worth, to have. Yeah, but they're they're not worth a whole lot. No, you don't need them. Um, and they really aren't expected to uh, make the team half the time. And yeah. If they are, they're just practice squatters and maybe special teamers. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you can still hit gold. Vikings. You uh, can hit gold. Odenabo, Weatherly. If you can get functional players, you know, for how much crap we give Shamar Stefan, he was a seventh round, round pick, pick, and he's on his second contract. He's still playing in the NFL. Yep. That's a big win in round seven. Yep. So I I want to keep the pick, and at the very least, you you get use those picks to get your priority free agents in the building without having to worry about it. It's a it's a great dart to have. I'll, I'll keep it for the okay, and then not give it up for nine spots. And our phone keeps ringing. All right. Panthers offering their fourth, their fifth for our fourth. What else are we giving up? And uh, two fourths. No. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Move up six spots to drop 20. No. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. And here we come. All right. Oh, I'd like to know how Hudson, what he looks like. 6'5", 310, four-star high school ranking. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, just the little bit I've seen of Hudson, he's not the best mover. So I don't know how the Vikings are going to value a player like him. So I would kind of hold off. Is is there anybody else above Shaka Tony that we're missing that we can scroll up and see on this big board? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's quite a few guys. All right. Okay. So, Ali McNeil is a really explosive three technique out of North Carolina State. Jonathan Cooper is is a really solid edge. Uh, Sage Surratt, probably not going to go wide receiver here, but he is the guy who opted out at Wake Forest. He's a really good uh, football player. Mari Rogers. And then Tylen Wallace is a guy I fell in love with today. Uh, Devin, who's watching the – the show right now and i were watching him earlier and oh he's good um, <laughs> Deo, uh i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher it odiangbo uh he tore his achilles a couple days ago so he is he's probably gonna go a little later than this um nick really wants Jalen twyman and we've taken him before and i think twyman could be really good for this football team there's honestly a lot of really good players right now that we can kind of look at uh, Dave, what's uh, grabbing your eye right now? Well, if you're telling me that this guy's a three technique, McNeil, mm-hmm. we need a three technique. Now, people are going to go batshit because we're going heavy on defense, but they also expect that coming into this season. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even think we need to focus on going on defense or focus on going on offense. Let's just bring in really good football players. Ali McNeil well, is going to he's going to we're going to bring in a really good football player with him. And he's a high upside athlete. So I think Aline McNeil would be a really smart selection here for the Vikings. Okay, done. We got another pick here coming up. And So I'm going to kind of go a little off the wall here. I think we should think about doubling up on defensive line right now. So we, we brought in Rousseau. We brought in McNeil. I think we should go edge or defensive interior defensive line here and just let's get more good bodies. Cause as we saw okay. this last season, I don't know if there's anybody other than DJ Wanham and maybe Odenabo that played the back half of last year that should be rostered. <laughs> well, 
at, on the line. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want Twyman? I don't know. About I think Twyman would, would. I think Twyman would be a good uh, addition. Uh, you can kind of utilize him a little. I think like John Randall. I think on uh, on passing downs, he could play a five technique. Uh, okay. He's he's a very quick, explosive pass rusher. He's he's not going to be in a true edge, but I think he can really provide uh, some of that like pass rush kind of specialty as he continues to develop. And I think by uh, throwing two darts at it with both McNeil and Twyman, you're going to have a higher success rate and you're going to create a lot of extra competition in camp to really just figure out who's going to be really good for this team moving forward and how can we continue to grow and make this defensive line somewhat close to what it was in 2017. Okay. Next us Twyman works out with Aaron Donald. Yep. That there's, uh, I've seen a few people just kind of throw out the the lazy uh, Twyman Aaron Donald comp because they're similar size. They both went to Pittsburgh. Like Twyman's not Aaron Donald, but Twyman is a really good football player. Okay, so that should be our pick. Let's take him. Let's keep let's keep bulking up the that defensive line, Dave. I know that uh, getting the big uglies makes you a happy man. Oh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got edge, 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 safety, edge, running back, wide receiver. What else do we have? We've got a tackle, Brady Christensen. Mm-hmm. And we took Brady Christensen a couple of weeks ago, too. Yes, we that did. 6'6", is- six, six, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And see, it kind of right there uh, says the the full tail of the tape with Christensen. Uh-huh. He's probably going to be best in a power scheme. He's he's not the greatest athlete, right? And we don't play a power I think scheme. It, I think at this point, it doesn't really matter that much if you're taking a really good football player. But I also think that there are other guys that we can prioritize here. Um, Caden Stearns is a guy from safety out of Texas that we talked about. Uh, he had a really, really good freshman year and looked like he yeah. was a potential first rounder and then just had struggles. But that whole Texas team just had struggles. Yeah. Ever since Colt McCoy hurt his shoulder in that 09 national title game, it's just kind of been a rough decade for the University of Texas. Loose moving, coverage versatile. We like mm-hmm. that. Six feet, 210. It's not bad for a rookie-sized safety. No. And like it says there, developmental, versatile safety. I think that that you can kind of keep him on the back burner and rotate him in. And if you move on from Harrison Smith, all of a sudden you got Javon Holland and Caden Stearns as your two safeties moving forward. And I think that's something the Vikings can live with and be successful with. So I think he would be a good option. You could go edge again and just continue to reload that defensive line. But something we talked about in the in the group chat earlier, uh-huh. you don't want to rely on these guys to be pieces year one for that, for like a potential playoff and Super Bowl run. You you don't want fourth rounders to have to play that big of a role. But with the way this Vikings team is set up. 2022 is pretty much looking like a year where we can start to really make that run. So we could we could consider edge here too. 
What's Dave thinking? Dave's wishing there was a lot more offensive linemen on the board. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we're going to have to address that. I'd rather address it sooner than later. David Moore, the guard out of Grambling. I am really excited to kind of see what he can do. I haven't been able to uh, get any all 22 from Grambling yet, but uh, I am am senior bowl credentialed and I'm really excited to kind of watch um, watch some of his film uh, throughout the week at practice. And like, there are a lot of people talking very highly about David Moore and I'm excited to kind of see what, what he, what he brings to the table. <laughs> he wants to be so aggressive that he's left lunging and whiffing. Oh, and that's, that that's sounds something familiar. that, yeah. That's something you can teach, though. It's it just having that awareness and knowing where guys are. Yeah, but we heard a lot of that from Drew Samia. Um, oh, Drew Samia. That, that's where I want to go. You know what? I'm okay with it. Let's go David Moore. Uh, good developmental prospect. Guard out of Grambling. Yeah. And guards don't matter, but it's round four, so it's okay. It's round four. It's at the point where you can get a good one. All right, we're back to most of the same people. All right, so yeah, pick 134. So there's there's two ways you can go about this. Rashad Weaver, uh, edge out of Pittsburgh. Shaka Tony, edge out of Penn State. Shaka Tony is not a guy that you're drafting to stop the run. And I think that's why the Vikings might not have him on their board. But my goodness, is he a high upside athlete that can rush the passer? And I think that is something that will really intrigue uh, how the Vikings view prospects. Why can't he uh, Rashad run? Weaver? Why, why isn't he good against the run? He just doesn't play the run well. He he hasn't uh, shown the ability to do that. But at the same time, yeah, he, a lot of what his uh, his skill set, what he was asked to do at Penn State, was just pin his ears back and go. rush the passer. So how much of it is that he can't do it? How much of it is that he wasn't asked to do it? Um, and I'm how much of it is lack of coaching? It, that could be too. There's there's a lot of factors that we just don't know, and I'm excited to really delve into his tape, which I'm going to try and get to within the next couple of weeks, and figure out, hey, is this a guy who just wasn't asked to do it, or is he just really bad at it? And okay. See, defensive end is one of the spots I used to play, and, and coach and stuff. If, if you can get to the quarterback, right, that your primary primary responsibility as a defensive end is get to the quarterback. If you don't get to the quarterback, you're setting the edge. If you're not setting edge, um, well, once you set the edge, once you read what's going on, then you can shed your blocker and make a tackle. And, and in that three orders, because you're always responsible for that quarterback, period. I don't care what mm-hmm. he's doing. If, it's a, if he's handing off, you're still responsible for him until that running back comes at you. Um, because you need to get into his head as a defensive edge person. Yeah. Now, if he's good at rushing, he generally means he's got speed and he's got enough uh, leverage and angles that he could use to get past a blocker. Teaching him how to use that and use hands and stuff to get guys moving out of his way can be done. I'd rather start with Mm -hmm. a guy that can rush like that 
rather than a guy that just plays the run, who's usually big and stuck in the mud, but then can shove his guy away and make a tackle. I want the, the because those guys are hard to teach the speed and the stuff necessary to get back to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'll take that rusher over the, you know, perfect run guy against the run guy and then try oh, to teach him. I, I 100% agree. I think Rashad Weaver could be a really good player as well because when I was watching Jalen Twyman, he and his teammate Patrick Jones kept flashing uh, over the edge. But Shaka Tony is that elite athlete. I'd say we we go with Shaka Tony and just okay. continue to get high upside guys on that defensive line. Sounds good. Boom. Yeah, we got a, one more pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Here, let's let's so our players so far, we have two edges, two interior defensive linemen, we have a safety, wide receiver, and a guard. So right. we have done a very good job of filling a lot of needs and getting really talented football players for the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm pretty proud of that. So Looking at the top of the board, Javian Hawkins is not a fit for what the Vikings want to do. Um, there's a lot of receivers, and this is another incredibly rich wide receiver draft class. So if you don't go Eskridge in round three like we did, you're mm-hmm. going to be able to continue to get guys in round four. Shai Smith in a normal draft should be a round two, round three player. There's just a glut of talent this year. Anthony Schwartz could break the 40 record if there was a combine. He, he's incredibly really? fast. Yeah. Like, May the that, Schwartz that's the guy. be with you. How uh, <laughs> six foot, so he's not super tiny. Mm-hmm. He is weight-wise, but. Yeah. Terms, agility, speed, and toughness. No, is. He's incredibly fast, uh, and because of that, it makes him really, really dynamic. But with drafting Eskridge, I don't think they're going to kind of double dip in that way. Um, the uh, We're not the, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's I would love for us to play like the Kansas City Chiefs and just <laughs> eat the ball everywhere, but that's just not what this team is. Who knows? Maybe our new OC will do that. Oh. That would be fun, man. That would be fun. All right. Let's continue to look at this board. I've scrolled down. down. Christensen is the first offensive lineman. We got safeties, receivers, running back. What? My son, Kylan Hill. I love him, but it just doesn't make sense. Uh, More safeties. More There's more safeties on the board. Uh, is everybody we, coming out? Here we go. We've got we've got a couple of interior offensive linemen. Right there, Trey Hill and Sarius Hutcherson. Yeah, I don't I'll be honest, I, I haven't really delved into either either of those guys yet. This is kind of where some of my knowledge is kind of dwindling a, a tad, just I as I haven't been able to keep up working the the fifty hour week, so Okay. I know well, that it plays for Georgia. Georgia's got a great running game. So Yes, George, Georgia's offensive line is very good. They do run a little bit more power than uh, zone as kind of a general rule of thumb. 
and it kind of says so right there, like uh-huh. his lack of good at inline power. Yeah. yeah, but at this point, if you, you just want to get a quality guard in there, uh, Georgia and Iowa, Wisconsin, those three schools are going to give you good offensive linemen. So you're really not going to go wrong. And you're not expecting him to be Quentin Nelson if you're taking him at the end of round four. Right. 6'4", uh, 320. And just right off the bat there, with Marino uh, saying raw power is obvious. So this is going to be uh, more of a uh, more of a power guy, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not what this team really excels with. Gets top but, heavy, overextending, mm-hmm. doesn't bend at the waist. No, I'd go with the Georgia guy first. Let's go with the Georgia guy. Let's get another interior offensive lineman to to continue to battle and try and work his way up. Yeah. Going with this dude. Okay. It gives us depth. If I hit the right button, we might get this yep. done. Gives us depth, if anything. And we know we need offensive line depth. However, next mm-hmm. year, that probably means nobody on the offensive line gets hurt. And Well, no, that happened this year. So we probably need up more offensive line depth for next year because it's their turn. Oh, yeah. We absolutely need more offensive line depth. So let's hit the user picks. Let's kind of go over what, what we did. And mm-hmm. I really like this draft. It, it's odd because we did went so heavy on the defensive line. But anybody who watched Vikings football knew the defensive line was an abomination. It was, it was just awful. Oh, it was worse than awful. Mm-hmm. And now you've got two edges, two, three techniques, guys who, can, who are just going to go out there and win in pass rush. And you, like you were talking about and how, you're, how you teach guys, it's harder to teach pass rush than it is to teach run de- defense. defense. We, have an, we have a guy who should have been first-team all-pro middle linebacker in Eric Kendricks playing there. Anthony Barr is coming back. I know a lot of people don't like Anthony Barr, but he does a lot of things for that defense that you can't replace easily. So I love this draft. This is a a very fun, different look at kind of how the Vikings can approach things. And five fourth-round picks, just you get a lot of really talented players in the building that are high upside athletes. (laughs) I I think we hit it out of the park, Dave. I really do. Super Bowl. (laughs) We did phenomenal. Hey, I appreciate that, Nick. It's uh, oh, I agree. This is a good one. This is a good one. Well, we'll see next Monday how it turns out. We'll uh, I'll make sure I get a step pick of this results, and we'll go from there. Sound good? Sounds good to me. And then uh, we'll promote this, send it out all over the interwebs, and be talking about it hopefully for days. Hey, we want to thank everybody that joined us. Uh, Nick, Vikings Jerome, Eric, Devin, uh, all everybody else that joined us tonight. Thank you, Clifford, for a great time. Even Anthony, our Packers troll. Um, <laughs> gotta have it. Absolutely. So, last words there, Tyler. Uh, just uh, continue following us uh, at Climbing the Pocket, um, at, at Climb underscore the Pocket on Twitter. I'm going to be releasing um, scouting reports. I'm tr- I'm shooting for one a day. Um, I'm writing up tonight Tylen Wallace and Rashad Bateman, and you'll be seeing those over the next 48 hours. 
I'm going to try and get the receivers for the most part to finish off this week so I can uh, really dive head into another position group. I'm thinking uh, I'm going to go D-line next because I've already uh, gotten Rousseau, Ojolari, and Jalen Twyman written up. So we're just going to continue to attack these positions that the Vikings need first and foremost. And then I'm going to get at the back end, get into the fun positions like the quarterbacks. Okay. Not that we're going to select a quarterback, but who knows? Everybody, you have a good night. Stay safe. Stay sound. Stay healthy. And as always, Skull Vikings! Skull! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Go, everybody.